Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Monday morning. As always, Vaughn, I have to ask you, what's your snow situation? Uh, Not bad in Victoria. We were told to brace for uh, something pretty bad, and we did, but uh, not bad. Uh, We had a bit of snow when we got up yesterday. It left during the day, and uh, good old Victoria, for once the forecast got it wrong in the wrong direction. It led me to wonder if uh, it was the same in Vancouver, but I gather it was bang on in Vancouver. (laughs) We're on a different storm track, you know. Sometimes uh, it it dumps on Nanaimo or uh, a little bit farther south. In this case, uh, most of the snow that we were told to expect didn't happen, although some places near Victoria got it. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, accurate for us, not so much for you. Lucky you then. Because uh, we're still digging out. It's very slippery out there this morning. But you guys have other stuff going on, too. There's a lot to talk about in advance of Budget Day tomorrow. Yeah, so it's the day before the budget, and you always get that business with the shoes and the finance minister. Tiresome, though, it is. Uh, the finance minister does an availability, so Katrina Conroy, the new finance minister, is doing that, and uh, there will be coverage. I think it's out in Langford. But, Simi, i got to tell you, the edge-of-your-seat event for the day what? is the long-promised tour of the shuttered third floor of the Royal BC Museum. The press gallery has been invited to assemble in the museum lobby at 9.25 a.m. President Richard Zussman sent out the note last night, and we're going to get a tour of the part of the museum that's been closed to the public since um, December 31st, 2021. Oh, you must be very excited. Oh, very excited. Yeah, no. I mean, there's been so many rumors about, you know, what they did to it and what they didn't do to it. And initially, when they closed it and told the public, this is your last chance to see it, uh, the feeling was they were just going to wipe everything out, right, and rip it all out. Well, then the new minister, um, Lana Popham, who was appointed uh, John Horgan appointed her as, uh, sorry, David Eby appointed her as his, as uh, his tourism minister. Lana Popham, I guess, asked for a look at it and said, you know what, <laughs> most of it's still there. So from what Popham has told us, uh, in the Old Town, which is the most popular part of the museum up there, um, the train station's gone for some reason unknown. I guess we'll get an explanation. But Chinatown's still there and some of the other stuff is still there. So uh, we're going to get a tour. I don't know if Popham's going to do it herself. I kind of hope it will be her since she seems to be on more of a page of being candid with the public and telling people what's going on. But in any event, yeah, the press gallery is uh, going to go do that one. And uh, Katrina Conway may have to, you know, be talking to uh, different reporters because I think everybody in the gallery wants to see the tour of third floor. <laughs> Never I, mind I know, that budget uh, thing Zussman's that's happening. That's a good example. Yeah. He, uh, Zussman did a piece for Global a while ago, and, and they wouldn't let him in. They wouldn't let him in to shoot the place. He had to use, uh, Global had to use old footage. So... This is a big deal. Popham was offering it to members of the press gallery a couple of weeks ago. I was skeptical, but uh, here we go, 9.25 a.m., be there, be square. Well, I'm sure we'll be hearing about it from you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, let's also talk about some of these announcements over the weekend, because there were quite a few of them. 
Yes, so the Premier marked his 100 days in office on Saturday by announcing another affordability credit for British Columbians. That was Saturday. And on Sunday, uh, he I guess it's day one of the next 100 days of action. Uh, on Sunday, he announced a $500 million bailout for BC Ferries to, as he put it, keep fares affordable for the next three years. So... Uh, if you add those two into what's been announced so far, and the government hasn't put out a, a breakdown yet, I'm guessing that a, more than $3 billion of the $6 billion surplus is now gone. I expect we'll hear more on Budget Day tomorrow. Okay, so there's more coming on that. There's a lot of advertising going on right now, too, isn't there? This one's funny, you know. Is there any rule in politics, Jimmy, more consistent that you'll catch politicians doing exactly the opposite in government of what they swore they would never do in opposition? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it just... It's, it's an old so story. And if it didn't happen, I would have less to write about. So I'm delighted when they do it in that way, although it's perverse. So... The New Democrats have been running ads uh, saying how wonderful they are. Uh, you know, the 100 days of action and here's all the wonderful things we've done. That's fine. Governments do like to trumpet what they're doing. But these ads are financed out of taxpayer funds for the government caucus. Now, that money is for uh, MLAs to staff up, to do research, to look after the concerns of their constituents. Uh, but in this case, the New Democrats are raiding the taxpayer money to run ads saying how wonderful they are. Um, David Eby was asked about that on Sunday, and he said, well, you know, look, uh, we, the British Columbians are entitled to know what we're doing, and we need to tell people that we're on their side. Oh, fine. The NDP, the party, is rolling in money. They get an enormous subsidy every year from taxpayers, a million and a half dollars. They don't need more tax money to tell everybody how wonderful they are. They should use the, the party money to run party ads saying, hey, we're great. That's fine. And, you know, <laughs> Simi, this is exactly what the New Democrats used to denounce when the B.C. Liberals did it. Of course. Of Anybody course. in opposition would yell at a government for doing sure. something like this. And yet you're right. They do it when they get in government. Yep. What happens? Is it like short-term memory loss? What is that? I think they just think they can get away with it. You know, Everybody they just think they that? can brazen it out and get away with it. That, you know, when next election rolls around, people will be voting on other issues. And they can just get away with it. It's the same as the $10 fee for applications for access to information. In opposition, the New Democrats were the greatest, greatest defenders of access to information because it was how they got the goods on the government. Uh, now they've gotten into government. They're charging a $10 fee to discourage applications. And it has discouraged applications. So, you know, we, we, we go back and forth on this. That was then. This is now. Uh, suck it up, taxpayers. They're going to do it to you. And if they end up back in opposition someday, they'll go back to being opposed to it. That is classic. I almost feel like you should keep a list, Vaughn, of things that if there ever is a change in government, you can ask them, are you going to change any of these things? Well, we do sometimes, you know. Uh, we, we do ask stuff and we get uh, these comments back. Of, well, we'd never do that, right? And we call those keepers. And some of us keep 
track of it. I, I know our friend uh, Mike Smith, our colleague, I think is keeping a couple of tax promises that they got. Here's a tax promise for tomorrow's budget to keep an eye on. This time last year, David Eby said, no tax policy ever put a roof over anyone's head. Classic. He was housing minister. So let's see if he stuck to that or if he's thought of some tax policies that he actually thinks might put a roof over someone's head, even though he said exactly the opposite this time last year. There's so many of those things, right, that oh, yeah. I guess you can keep track of on that front. Well, yeah, the, the tour today, Simi, one of the, if Lana Popham is there, one of the questions that's going to go to her is, why was she so misleading last week about the cost of the new research and collections building for the Provincial Museum? It's already $100 million over budget, and they haven't even started building yet. But on Thursday, she lowballed the overrun. She said it was only $45 million. That's bad enough, but the actual overrun is twice as big as she's admitted, and the place is two years behind schedule, and we still don't have a groundbreaking. So there's one that I expect someone will ask her today. Uh, if she's there, unless she's handed off the job of the tour to somebody else. Okay, why is that, though? That seems like... I don't know. Why would you do that when you know you were going to have a bunch of the legislature press gallery people with you on a tour? Yeah. No, no. I know. I know. Why do, why do they assume no that sense. nobody will ever check these yeah. things? You know, I mean, within minutes of them posting that press release last week, I'd checked. Uh, Les Lane of the Times Colonist had checked. Rob Shaw, our, our colleague, uh, had checked and pointed out that the press release sent out over Lana Popham's name was grossly misleading. We try not to use the phrase tissue of lies when dealing with, with government, uh, <laughs> but it was grossly misleading. And we did check. And I agree with you, Simi. Why do they assume that no one will ever check these preposterous claims they make? I don't understand it. I don't understand what happens to people when elections happen or they get into power. It's just so bizarre, Vaughn. Yeah, uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.